In a world where technology and marketing collide, two heroes rise to help make sense of it all, one podcast at a time. Welcome to Mo and Joe's Epic Tech Talks. Yep, yep. It is the Mo and Joe Epic Tech Talk Show, episode 42. Joe, how you doing? 42? I feel like we were just yeah. on 39, but that's probably because we did, this would be our third in a week. Yeah, I know. We did like a a, a binge a binge listening version yeah. of our what show. We about, well, we talked about Graphene last week from Mobile World yeah. Congress, and we uh, we also talked with uh, Doug Chavez from Geometry at Mobile that's World. That's right. Yeah. So yep, it was a big week. That, and now, what do you want to do now? We should just re- recap the whole dealio, man. I mean, I think we're, we're fresh back from the, the trip. How did, you, you had some trouble getting back home. I did. Man, that no, was crazy. I did, I did. Oh, it was just the East Coast had a, what was it called? A, uh, uh, something a bomb, bomb cyclone, man. Cyclone, a bomb cyclone. That's it. I didn't even know what that was until I ran into one, and then I found out what it was. Well, and, uh, if you're it's, from... It's a good way to get a flight canceled is what it is. <laughs> it is. For a day. You got, you got home a day later, 24 hours later. Man, that's crazy. Yes. Yeah, but you know yeah. us folks from the from the Asia Pacific region, we we've seen those all the time. It's basically a typhoon. That's what it was. That's what I sat through. I'm like, oh, I've been there, seen this. So <laughs> anyway, when did you get home? Uh, you beat me home by five hours because I got stuck wow. in Charlotte. But wow, but I digress. I got home eventually. <laughs> so yeah, you well. know. Let's do this. You know what? You gotta, you gotta. In order to get the goods, you gotta, you gotta take risks. And that's uh, right. Sometimes it doesn't always work out. So we got the goods for our that's listeners. Good. We do. Yeah. We let's tell them. Well, let's tell them why we go. Why do we go to Marvel World Congress, anyways, dude? Oh, well, that's but why easy. is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, it is the place you have to be if you're going to keep up on the latest in mobile. I mean, you have. Uh, and of course, everything we do from technology to marketing is now revolves around mobile. And so there you have obviously um, a lot of buzz around whatever the latest handsets are. And we had that there this year. Um, yep. But it's not just handsets. It's it's all the underlying technologies that are making the world more, uh, pick your buzzword, frictionless, seamless, etc. You know, so you have artificial intelligence. You've got faster processing speed. You've got amazing wizardry that you can do with... Uh, um, the new cameras on the phones and the video and uh, VR and AR. I mean, it's all, it's all really there. And then the the thing that is, you know, I think unique, not unique to Mobile World Congress, but it's, um, I think, very prevalent there is the the networking infrastructure um, plays and companies, and so not just the infrastructure, but the um, the uh, the speed um, that uh, is coming to us here in the form of in the form of 5G. And so all of those things, those are just some themes and I think contemporary examples, specific examples, but you know, all of those things together um, paint a very clear picture of what's happening uh, on the device side, services side, marketing side. And that's why we go. You asked me why we go. I gave you a full-throated answer. That's that, makes, that makes sense. I thought it was just for the hamon. <laughs> <laughs> It's for the hamon and the cheese yes. and the peppers. 
Yes. That's right. But uh, you and I also, and we've mentioned this a half a dozen times now in the last couple of weeks, but just uh, to remind people, we were also, um, uh, what do they call us? Industry expert guides. Subject matter, SME, subject matter expert yes, for right. specific and, subjects. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And so we, we, we give tours to members of the paying public that choose to learn about a particular topic. Mine yep. was ads and advertising, and yours was, what was yours? Emerging tech. Oh. I get the okay. same one all year, every time. I think every, I'm, I'm like stereotyped. Or if I was like, <laughs> if I was a movie star, I'd be like the guy that always plays the Asian henchman. Because I always get emerging tech for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't mind it. I mean, I love it. But I'm just saying, you know, I never get retail tech or or your advertising. Like, advertising always goes to you. And then... Uh, you, love you love it. You love it. You love it's it. easy. It's an easy one. Because people are excited about it. So I don't mind it. <laughs> well, and as we've established earlier, you can basically tell them anything. Yeah. And they'll believe you. Because well, I, 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 I do come from some sort of, you know, genuine thought leadership positions. Oh, <laughs> oh, like oh yes, I'd like to say that. <laughs> it's in my title, thought leader. <laughs> so, so what, what, what sort of things did you see that were emerging and technology? Emerging and techie. Um, yeah. I think what there's a couple themes, right? We definitely five G. What's interesting to see is. The the only real business case for 5G that's like illustratable in an easy way is kind of a smart city application, right? You know, mm. the the smart lamppost that can that all together will tell you what's happening in the city. That it, it acts as a sensor. There's the the uh, then there's of course the VR example because you know latency is bad when you play video games. So these things mm-hmm. they actually showed. What's interesting, there wasn't that much VR this year. Did you notice that it was more? Um, there's some AR, a lot of AR, but I didn't see as much of the VR stuff. You know, aside from Samsung's little roller coaster rod that they always show, which they also showed at CES, like it wasn't anything new. And then uh, HTC has their little booth where you can play. You know, it's basically like it's, it's a giant gaming parlor that they have there. But I think what I saw with VR is that they didn't have the tethers anymore. They literally had these giant antennas, these heads. And they were showing how 5G lets you play head-to-head. Um, remember that giant? And then we saw how the autonomous cars and autonomous drones that fly people around, right? So literally, mm-hmm. we saw the flying car. The future of the flying awesome. car is finally here. Um, I took my people it, into and we only had two minutes at Innovation City. Yeah. And I always try to extend it so we can go in there and look at the flying, the flying car. Yeah, it's worth it, man. Oh, yeah, keep it, I didn't mean to interrupt your flow. No, no, it's all right, man. I think we'll have to post, uh, we should post that as our picture when we send out the the thing. But it was worth it. I mean, I think the 5G stuff won't, I mean, without 5G, we're not going to have the robots, the autonomous drones, the flying cars. All of that is dependent on 5G, and I think that's, the theme is 5G is happening. It's cool. There's going to be some rollouts, but it's not really going to be, like, for you and me, we won't really see anything real until like they start rolling it out in the, in the, in the smart city kind of context, you know, you won't really see it. I think the business case for them to move it into rural areas is pretty high. So I think cities will get it first and then kind of creep out into the suburbs and that kind of thing. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, content creation tools are pretty big. Um, 
a lot of the new handsets are looking for that little gimmick. You know, Apple came out with the facial recognition, so the Samsung, the new handset came out, and they had okay, very similar technologies. They had their own little animoji kind of things, which kind of creepy if you saw them. It looked mm-hmm. a little, little freaky. Um, Sony had a 3D scanning face avatar that you could like post on Facebook, and then uh, what's interesting is um, Lenovo of all people came out. You know how they bought. Um, Moto, and they have all the yeah. like modular handsets. They came out with a cool little camera because um, they think people are going to want to have uh, easier tools to create immersive video content. So it says 4, 4K streaming VR immersive video camera that can go on the it can go on the phone or not, but it's amazing. You can pre- literally just turn it on and then you're streaming live on Facebook. Wow. So to speak. So, you know, get on that, get one right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and then of course robots. And then, Oh, we saw that, uh, that, uh, Mercedes concept yes. car, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it was kind of like a, a half, um, a half conveyance for urban dwellers. And then the other half was like a out of home digital out of home platform right because you can put yes, it was. outside yeah, it was cool <laughs> yeah, nice little, uh, neat little mobile wallet integration just done the yeah. placard there yeah and that's right that's right yeah and then yeah. uh mobile connect we had we saw that that was kind of a themey theme it's been a theme for right. a while but they keep pushing it well you know i think the they're uh looking at that to become our trying to hopefully make that a standard when it becomes a uh, more and more um People are going to start adopting it as the authentication approach, I guess. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a dual factor authentication. It's supposed to be, you know, biometric, and there's the, 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 the uh, I guess the other opportunity is the password, your traditional sort of password. I mean, I've seen yeah. them demo it now. I can't even tell you how many times, and I, I, mean, I, 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 I <laughs> a lot. And I, but honestly, I still find myself in a situation where um, I just. I, I just feel like there's, it's just, there will be something else, I think, that maybe. Yeah. Um, well, I think they're trying to make it fit into service providers and network operators, right? That's their hang, that's their hook. And then you've got people like Samsung and Apple with their hook on authentication, right? That's built into the phone. So it's going to be interesting to see how, who and what becomes the universal solution. Maybe it's just going to be just like everything else when it comes to, you know, a standard there'll be a really fragmented moment and then suddenly people will be like, okay, we give up. We'll just pick the one thing so everyone can adopt it, just like NFC and and everything else struggled for a I while. Mean, so. make, you know, I guess the, the issue is is that, so, you know, Apple hasn't, yeah, I mean, many of the apps now, uh, you, uh, you could use your, you know, your thumbprint on the previous phone. And the apps on the the current phone, I think you can do the same with facial recognition. Is that right, or we're not there yet? Um, yeah, you could. I mean, think about it. Though. When yeah. we when you use your when you use your Apple phone, I mean, even just now, your fingerprint works. That's mm-hmm. already authentication. So right. I think this is saying so it's, well, it's the same yeah. idea, right? It's just, yeah. I, and I have a difficult time under, and it's just maybe maybe in all of this, despite the numerous demos I've seen, maybe there's something. Uh, that I'm missing, which is entirely possible. But it would seem to me that Apple and Samsung have already taken care of this for themselves. 
And I right. just, even Amazon, like uh, everybody that has a login, because they, they're also pushing mobile connect for websites and apps and everything else that has to do with yeah, usernames and passwords. They've already I know. my thumbprint now. And on my new iPhone 10, thank you. Uh, yep. <laughs> you can. No, I'm serious. When are you going to get the new watch? Uh, That's what I'm waiting for, Joe. You need to pick oh, up the no, new watch. No. <laughs> you know, here, of course, they're using the facial recognition, and it's all within each app that functionality is embedded. So I think the opportunity for these guys um, is to even integrating into hardware, which they show that vending machine example. Yep. Um, you know, and then it's, it's still kind of connected through the phone as the um, bridge. But um, yeah, it. It was a big deal, and it, it remains a big deal, but I, um, yeah, we've probably already spent too much time on it, so. Right, right. <laughs> okay, let's talk about some other stuff. There is the, the wireless charging tech, which is pretty cool. Um, that was, who was that? Energinous, or Energious, I forgot how to say that, but they had that thing. It was like part smart speaker, but it was also... Um, a midfield charging antenna, so you could charge your phone without having to like put it on the pad. It was just wireless charging, hmm. which is pretty cool. I mean, you know, not not that. I guess you could like keep your phone in your pocket and it would charge as long as you're near the speaker type of thing, or you could actually put it on top. It had a little um, sensor on the top where you put your phone for for wireless charging. But you know, are we getting that lazy that we just can't plug something in to charge it? I mean, come on. I think that's an incredibly useful technology. I just bought um, one of these wireless uh, charging pads, an Anchor one, actually, and I'm uh, looking forward to getting it. And, um, you know, I get it. I think it's intuitively a lot easier. And for 20 bucks, you know, that's something I would get. Uh, the $80 ones and the ones that you get up there, I'm kind of like, I don't understand the value this provides beyond just plugging it in. And I, I do understand, however, once I have the uh, experience with the new phone, same experience you've been having now for like four months, I'll probably love it. I get that. I mean, it's always kind of I'm a, a little bit skeptical of just minor form factor changes that allow for, you know, an easier behavioral experience. But I, I get it. I get it to the extent I'll spend 20 bucks, not 80. However, when it comes to like I don't have to do anything except for automatically you know, be within a certain distance and my phone gets charged, that's pretty compelling. Uh, so I think that is, you know, if you think about like the device itself and the consumer behavior being improved, um, you gotta, we gotta, we gotta solve this charging issue really. I mean, I know the batteries are, are doing a little bit better and, um, uh, but the bottom line is you still can't leave home without your, your external charger. Right. Um, you know, so, you know, if it's, if it's, uh, but, but just like all of the rest of these wireless charging devices, that thing's still got to be plugged in somewhere. Right. And so it's just a matter of, do you, does your phone have to plug into it? Does it have to sit on top of it or, or can it just be within a certain amount of proximity? And so we're, we're getting further away from the charger, but you know, it'd be nice if we could leave home without it yeah. altogether. I think the, the max right now is three feet. You can like charge your, your earbuds or your smartwatch and yeah. then yeah. that's about it. Maybe, maybe like if you're standing at a bus station or a, you know, where people would naturally wait around, that would be good, a good add-on for like transit things. Maybe that's the way they're gonna. That's a good way to kind of think about how that would work. Uh, maybe. Um, there's maybe. also, yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure if I really see the value in paying extra for wireless charging, but you know, I, I, I think it's cool, but I'm not sure. Then there was the ultrasound technology that replaces proximity sensors on phones. So 
it can sense when your hand is close or your face is close versus you having to touch it or use a camera to see you. So what's interesting is it means by taking out those components that you use for sensing or video or the, you know, the camera stuff or reducing the number of camera um, sensors, you can make the handset smaller. So that's what this, that, that technology was kind of saying is, look, you can you know, take out some of the tech that's in there and replace it with these proximity, ultrasonic proximity um, tech, uh, which could mean, you know, smaller folding, flexible phones in the future, that kind of thing. Um, again, it comes down to you won't have to touch your phone. Like that's another another shortcut to using your phone is you won't have to plug it in. You won't have to touch it. You just kind of, you know, get close to it and it does all the work. So I'm not sure. Nice. I'm afraid for the future. Um what else was there? Did you see the uh, the pure Li-Fi tech was um, Wi-Fi through light? Mm. That was pretty. So it's another type of approach, um, especially because you know eventually we'll run out of spectrum. Um, there'll be no more Wi-Fi to share anymore, any more channels. So they're trying to look at other ways, and so this is a. Uh, a solution that um, uses light to trans transfer data, which is pretty wild. Um, pretty wild. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was. Um, you know, we've seen uh, examples at Mobile World Congress or um, and other places before of using light to transmit uh, data, like for things like you know, um, almost like beacon sort of technology, uh, where. Um, light will transmit, for example, in the case of like uh, shelf tags, you know, you yep. use that to, I'm, I'm not sure, I think it's, I think it's just NFC, um, but just that ability to, to transmit data to a fixed device using lighting is something we've seen in other places. I'm not sure if I saw the Wi-Fi there though, so... Yeah, you have to um, dig around for it. That was that was like way in, I think, hall five or six. <laughs> you know, and, and there were eight halls we had to cover every day. So, well, that's where you find the good stuff. That's, that's where you right. Find the good stuff. That's right. Yeah. You know, that, if you if you make it all the way to hall eight, you get to see the graphene pavilion, which we both love. I mean, I think that's the that's always my favorite. But um, you know, you have to you have there to make this adventure. Did you check out the uh, the S nine and the S nine plus from Samsung? From far yeah, away, that place was mobbed. Like there were so oh, many people. It was, it was more than when um, this... the Prince of Spain showed up. They were in the Samsung booth. King, King of Spain. Yeah. Yeah. King. Remember uh, the tall yes. dude, <laughs> tall Spanish the dude. Prince. The king. The, the king. king. Don't undercut. Yeah, oh, I forget. I, there was, I get the yeah. royalty. Make Prince King. <laughs> what do I know? Corsair. Uh, I mean, what what is it? <laughs> <laughs> when you when you get into the guts of these phones, so these the the S9, there was some news um, for the really wonky out there, but I think it's news that has uh, the potential to have a profound impact on um, the user experience around um, you know augmented reality, uh, image recognition, things like that. And that is this idea that there are these um, neural image processing chipsets that um, are, are really pretty smart. These things are powered by artificial intelligence and um, they turn these phones into really like imaging machines that don't rely on 
connectivity or the, the phones, you know, like the core processor in the phone. And so what that means is these things are going to run uh, a lot more smoothly um, because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's um, not relying on these, um, on this connectivity bit, it just is able to do it. And so it also makes the phone more secure because it'll operate within the phone and obviously not having to send data back and forth to the, to the cloud. And so little stuff like that um, are the tidbits that you hear and you find when you, when you dig into the details about, you know, some of these hardware releases. And um, ultimately those things, though, set you up for better user experiences on the, on the software side in the years to come. And so uh, the S9, you know, and the S9 Plus, the, 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 the biggest, there were, I think, 10 handsets released, including the banana phone from Nokia, by the way. That's right. Um, making a comeback. Yes. And uh, the uh, retro it was, days. <laughs> yeah, well, it's in, you know, you got to find a way to bring back brands like Nokia. I mean, they're not going to create anything new that anybody wants. Um, <laughs> they're just not. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it's like Atari, reason. right? You know, it's the Atari yeah. Nokia retro thing. Yeah, I get you. I get you. But still, the S9 this year was, you know, for, for, for the Android geeks out there, uh, it didn't provide too much that they got really excited about. You know, better processing speed, nice screen, nice camera, all that. Uh, but it was more, uh, a little less revolutionary than the iPhone 10 was uh, as compared to the iPhone 7. So um, that was the big handset release, as, as we've discussed. But um, I, I feel like this year in general, and this isn't, I, I am not, I, I, I'm recognizing all these underlying trends and where they're leading us, but this year really is about, okay, we've been talking about 5G for three years now, it's here, you know, you, you've already talked about a lot of that, but um, seeing and hearing some of the announcements from the telcos during this time period was also important. I mean, I think, you know, you had the AT&T announcement leading up into the event, where they talked about launching 5G in uh, three or four U.S. cities by the end of the year, um, you also had some pretty significant amount announcements from the others, like you know, T-Mobile um, is probably going to have one of the most aggressive rollouts of any of the U.S. carriers as they really ramp things up by the time we get to the end of 2018. And um, all of them had some sort of you know, announcement around you know, when they're going to roll out 5G. And so, you know, the difference from previous years is that we all got there and we, you know, we saw the hardware, we saw the, we saw the cars, you know, this year we finally got to see the flying car, like that's you were right. talking about. That's right. And the autonomous vehicles everywhere. But, but it's felt different because we know it's really around the corner. And that to me was the big, as much as I wish there was something that, um, was as, uh, you know, something new to talk about. And there have been a few new things that we've pointed out. I mean, clearly the story is, wow, we're going to be on this ultra fast network really, really soon. And for the average consumer out there, you know, you start thinking about when the, when the phones will be able to take advantage of 5g and we're, we're at least a year, year and a half, two years out. I think for a lot of them, I, I do think, you know, this year's iPhone 10 or excuse me, this year's iPhone, whatever they're going to call it, uh, will not be 5g built with 5G chip, but probably the one in, in um, 2019, don't you think? Yeah. Um, so that means we're, you know, like a year and a half away. Right. For, and then we'll have to get new phones, phones, right, Mike? Remember? Like our phones today will not support 5G. We'll need right. new phones, which, of course, everyone's planning. That's their whole deal, right? Planned obsolescence. So 
that brand new <laughs> iPhone X that we have in our pockets today, you know, anyway, I get a new phone every year. I don't know about you, but I think that's, they just plan on that cycle anyway, but now well, you got to get like that next plan or whatever the, yeah, you know. the extra pay the extra for the, for the, the switcheroo thing. So, you know, what else I saw but, was, I mean, am I, what am I? Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. What no, I, I think it's important. You know, the one thing that I saw a lot of, which I think this is where Google is now pushing. There was some Alexa stuff, you know, we're talking about voice commerce and things. There was some Alexa integration, but there was more Google um, examples of voice yeah. at this show than yeah. the other show we've been to. They also are pushing um, the Android Go platform, which is um, it's kind of the the new operating system, Oreo, but designed for lesser handsets, like handsets with less than a gigabyte of of storage or RAM, or basically the lower end or the smaller, more mobile end. So they're trying to, again, push the Android platform a little bit further down into the mobile side or, you know, lightweight mobile tablets or the Chromebooks, things like that, that don't require... Uh, with lesser power requirements and, and also have lesser um, technical requirements. And then they have something for that as well. So uh, that was pretty cool. Um, I think the definitely Google's def, you know, we, we make, we, we were making some um, assumptions based on the fact that they aren't really pushing their retail side of things, but I think they have a grand plan that gets into point of sale and things like that, that we just haven't seen more of yet, you know, looking at what they're rolling out when the OS Deployment like that, Joe. Maybe you haven't seen it. Haven't seen it <laughs> you got all quiet on me, like he's crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you come? Why don't you come to these things prepared for once? It'd be nice. <laughs> Dude, I'm the one. I, I'm the one who has to like drive you around and stuff. Make sure you get to where you're going. What do you think? <laughs> you have to get me where I'm going. You're if people saw fresh, how we travel together, they used to think that I was your 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 little follow around boy because of the way things go. <laughs> it's like, where do we go now? What train do I get on? That's, that's what it's all about with you. It's like, I got to make sure you Are get you on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you lead us down like the weird parts of Manhattan. You know what? Like I would get, I'll right? get uh, Dougie Fresh back on here and he'd back me up on this any day of the week. Doug, <laughs> no way. Dougie Fresh. Dougie Fresh ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> Dougie Fresh. Yeah, I think he's still Pretty in sure Marrakesh somewhere right now. Anyway, didn't make it back. <laughs> Shopping for pottery and and leather goods. Yes, so. leather goods. <laughs> so, hey, yeah, can I can I talk about? Do you want to hear about anything that I saw, or are you just gonna like ramble on this whole? No, time? no, please, because, you know, please tell me more interesting I, I, stuff that you saw. <laughs> I, I saw a very exciting. I saw demand. I saw, you know, because I did the mobile apps and advertising tour, mm-hmm. and it's all the way. That was like one hall, wasn't it? Like just one giant oh, hall. Yeah. No, it wasn't giant. It's actually not very big. But, you know, that's where I saw all sorts of things that are not exactly cutting edge. But, you know, it's a, it's a, there's, we talked to some demand side platforms, right. supply side platforms, some changes. We found out uh, new ways to get people to download your apps. It's all about precision targeting these days. That's really what it is. Well, I think and, that's true. Uh, but we, <laughs> it, it is, it is. But, you know, it is. And, you know, the other, just a couple quick notes. The other things we saw, like A-B testing platforms, you know, like Optimize. Uh, we saw uh, analytics firms. We saw, you know, App Store optimization. And so really, like, it, it's interesting because Mobile World Congress, you've got to address the whole marketing advertising side. 
And you'll always see incremental change, um, but you see less of sort of the um, monumental changes um, that maybe you see in other in other places. And so, uh, great companies, met some great people, uh, maybe even some f folks that we work with. But it's it's about incrementally. How are you, you know, driving a higher conversion rate? How are you driving a higher engagement rate? How are you um, being more efficient in your spend? Um, how are you getting people to, you know, uh, navigate through your app? Um, and it really was a lot about apps. How do you get them to navigate through your app in a more user-friendly way? Did they get? Um, did, they, did you see something so, that'll make me want to download more apps? Because aren't people not downloading apps anymore? <laughs> They're, they're down. Well, you know the rule. I mean, basically, it's like the top five, and they're all like travel and finance. And so, if you're going to break through with something different, there's got to be a, uh, a compelling value proposition. And um, you know that that's why these advertising companies are really focused on finding the right individual using all of these um, different sets of data they have to get to a, a real close-in target. Because you know you're not going to pay. You're, you're just not going to pay for. Um, uh, a lot of these apps, unless they're a part of a, uh, unless they're listed on the exchange, and um, you can you can do the type of targeting you need to do. You, you're just you're not really going publisher direct anymore to to buy a lot of this stuff, and you haven't been for a while. But uh, that's what you see in Hall Eight, and it's it I'm it, I'm probably not making it sound as cool as it is because if oh I'm, space, I'm riveted but, right now. Yeah. Hold on, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we did the episode on uh, on uh, measurement? How excited you were! Yes, started breaking down for a second for the data. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'm finding it's, that more uh, interesting than this discussion. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you get the you get the you get to do the fun stuff. The rest of us are out there. Uh, you know, we're making a live. We're working for a living. We're talking about uh, uh, ad networks. That's very exciting. It stuff. is. It is. No, I'm just kidding. It makes the world. I got a guy in my tour. <laughs> And then there was a guy at my tour from China who had some product meant to replace like TV film trucks, and so I'm not sure what, what that's all about. But <laughs> I don't know. Content, content distribution. Content distribution or content uh, creation, like a, a you know studio and a phone no, kind of thing. Well, I, I don't know. I think if you would have asked him, he'd probably have told you that he could. Uh, like I don't know, mix cement and uh, uh, pave roads and pretty much anything you need him to do. It's a, <laughs> a one one stop shop. Yeah, you get some. Well, that's what conference those uh, trade shows are for, man. It's to see the the it's the demo version of what really the the thing can do. So, <laughs> yes, right. And we um, what did we do that was fun? Like we, I'm telling you, this was all work. It was yeah, it was yeah. definitely more work than the. In previous shows, you know, I think there is a, a lot more to it. We had to, you know, when it comes to tours, you have to kind of weave the story together. And I think that was where a lot of the work went into is, you know, explaining or making things like 5G understandable and relevant to someone when they all they can see is, oh, they're playing video games with it or, or a car can drive around with it. Yeah. Like, you know, there's got to be there's a lot more to it, but it's it's hard to to illustrate or talk about, especially, you know, given each stop that we have on the tour isn't necessarily an ecosystem. It's like a, a, a component of whatever else has to do with 5G. Yeah. But, you know, you people will the see. They'll be like, oh, that Mo and Joe, they knew what they were talking about back in the day a year and a half ago, man. They were cutting edge, those guys. <laughs> <laughs> they, won't, they won't be listening a year and a half. Oh, yeah. But, you know. uh, we'll, we'll be... Uh, we'll be um, 
in VR podcasting by then. <laughs> From the moon. That's right. You know, that, did you see that? Yes. They, there was another thing at, at uh, Mobile World Congress. They set up a 4G network on the moon. I know you're like, why? But that that's exactly what was part of Mobile World Congress announcements. Don't you remember that? Wow. I, I'm, uh, I'm 2019, SpaceX is going to put a 4G network on the moon. So when Elon Musk sends the rest of his tour group there, they'll be able to like text people, I think. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. That is wild. It, that is, wow. All right. Yep. It, they're, here's the deal. It's going to be kind of a combination of Nokia, Vodafone, um, and then, of course, they're going to have Audi as the lunar rovers that drive around on there. And so awesome. it's going to be crazy. That will be crazy. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. I don't uh, – where was that? In Hall 8 somewhere? That was uh, – no, that was in the Innovation City area. There's like on the side. If you looked and you were reading like the little descriptions about what was happening, there's like a little tiny thing about – the 4G network huh. on the moon. Plus, if you Google it now, you'll see it, it, was, it was like a lot bigger on the internet than it was in the show. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, one more thing. Formula One, you know, the Formula Run racing. They're talking about yeah. that as being the new kind of innovation breeding ground for 5G solutions. Because, of course, all of the things like these supercars that they race are like giant sensors. Everything on there has to be monitored and run. And, you know, the, the winning car is always the one that has you know, optimize everything and things are changed on the fly. And of course, you know, you're driving around super fast speeds. You can't mess around with latency. Of course, you're going to need 4G. So there's a guy that was speaking that was a Formula One race driver about how, uh, you know, Formula One's going to be the new laboratory for 5G solutions. It's like, wow, that blew my mind. That is great. That does blow Which my makes mind. sense, though. I, I, yeah. I'm going to have to bone up on my Formula One racing. Right. Think about it. That's that's what that's what's the the sport is going to drive the solution. Go figure. I always I, <laughs> I always knew that the world would be saved by Formula One. You did racing, waiting for it. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I um I uh, no. I'm looking for it. You know, I, it's it's. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I feel like next year. Um, what I want to see, what I, what I really want to see is when we get to, you know, Barcelona in 2019, um, or wherever they have it, I'm not sure. I think that there's some discussion, perhaps maybe it won't be Barcelona. I'm not sure. Um, it needs to, like, they need a 5g network at the facility next year, you know, yeah. just like they had for the Olympics this year. Hey, that was, well, that was, there is a perfect business case for that because, you know, it's a giant revenue generator. Like that's the thing about five G. It's expensive to deploy, so sure. the, but I mean, the ones that get it first are going to be the ones with the strongest business case. So I just feel like if you're going to have mobile mobile world congress in a world where five G is up and running, let's let's have the conference. Yeah. Well, they had mini networks set up where they simulated five G speeds, but it was only in the booth and it was only shown to you in a bar graph. <laughs> That was yeah, that was showing fun. like this is 5G. See how fast it looks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. And I think, of course, let's not forget to mention AI. AI was everywhere, everywhere. 
But I think, again, it has a lot to do with having a faster network so you could access more of these critical functions of AI, some more real-time decision-making capabilities. But I saw something that was kind of cool at the Intel booth where it was a television that was running an edge device, right? Remember we were talking about edge devices and 5G? Well, mm-hmm. these edge devices are basically bringing the computing closer to where the event or the thing is happening so that it can process faster. And then, of course, it still uses the 5G network to get some of the more critical data back and forth. But this edge device was watching a Bollywood uh, movie, which I don't know why they picked Bollywood because it's just those are weird genres to begin with. But what it did was you could pick the movie star that you wanted to track in the movie. And you know how Amazon, uh, it's x-ray, right? When you, when you do the video, you can see like who's, who's the person in the show and the other movies they were in. That's x-ray, isn't it? Yeah. So it did the same thing using the, the, uh, edge device. So you could track like these, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to make fun of the Bollywood actors, but I didn't know who they were. So the guy would like click on them and they would say, okay, this guy in real time, this guy was in these many movies and it would pull it up. Um, in real time and you could do this and then they kind of did the same thing when they were showing if you're watching again formula one you could track a car and once you kind of set the the machine vision to look at that car in that specific color and, and that configuration it would track the cars that raced around the track and then give you all the you know real-time stats about how fast it was going how hot it was in the car and things like that it was amazing the, the, and that was all tuned to some ai and maybe some algorithms too but it, again i think tvs of the future are going to be super cool i think it's even cooler than just vr right just the, the fact that you'll have all these smarts inside of the tv that you have so that's got me excited. <laughs> uh, you have nothing to say, do you? You're just like, uh, what? Uh, <laughs> I blew your yeah, mind. Some of these things live in the world. Some of these things live in the world of uh, abstraction. Um, I think that's probably one. Of I just them. blew your mind. Just face um, it. <laughs> you did. You did. Well, we had to. Did. We had to wrap this up, man. Uh, We're running out of time. So let's let's. What are what are the the, if you had to, to summarize Mobile World Congress in three words, what would it be? Just three. Hamon. <laughs> That's Hamon. But no, That's true. Just you just went one more. Uh, olives. You eat a lot of olives, well, dude. I, mean, I, <laughs> I just I hate to say like I I mean. We, we've had this conversation before. I, I think that Mobile World Congress, like CES, has foundational aspects to it that make it interesting from a um, retailer marketing or digital marketing perspective. Because I live so close in those worlds and the e-commerce world, I typically find Mobile World Congress peripherally interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think it's something that you get more excited about than I do um, because I just... I'm looking for the big trends, and even when I see neat little things that catch my eye, like this AI chip that I was talking about for Samsung, you know, typically I, I'm you're 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 sh- you're sifting through a world of possibilities, but they're possibilities built on componentry, infrastructure, devices, and it's not even like CES where these things are ready for consumers, and so you have to really like take 
two or three steps back down the supply chain yes. for a lot of the things at Mobile World Congress. And, you know, in that way, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little less curious than I am, like, you know, with probably all of the other conferences we go to. But yet, this is probably, you know, especially as it relates to mobile marketing and mobile experience, it's probably the most important one. And so you, you have to keep your eyes awake and be ready for that. What's, you know, three or four years down the road. But the reality is it's impossible to summarize this year's uh, mobile world Congress without talking about just ridiculous connected speeds. And I'm trying not to say 5G, 5G because we've said it, enough, but I'm saying 5G. Um, and so I, I, I don't feel like anything fundamentally has changed from last year. I think it's about the hyper-connected and hyper-fast network. And so I used a whole hell of a lot more than three words, but trying to, trying to get, you know, um, the non-technically oriented, which most of our listeners are, um, people to understand that, you know, we, we've talked about NRF, we've talked about CES, we're going to go to Shop Talk, which is so close in to what we yep. do. Um, but the, 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 the conference and the technologies that are going to enable us to have the types of discussions about the things that we saw there, we're all here at Mobile World Congress. Um, and it's about, it's about, it's about the, the, the tech stack and, um, um, Ultimately, um, what is born out of this conference isn't even, you know, um, um, scratching the surface of, of what we'll see in three or four years once we have this, this fast network in place. And so I, I think until that's done and available at scale, um, that's probably what we're going to be talking about coming out of this conference for the next, uh, for the next year. Or two. I, I agree. But, um, Although I I'll know. make it simple. I saw technology that'll allow us to use machine vision to recognize objects. So think about how Amazon Go works. You pick it up off the shelf and you walk out. The, the, the technology, to your point, I'm supporting. So here's my point. I'm supporting everything you said, Joe, and I'm just making it simple. The technology we saw is going to make the devices we have in our hand the easy checkout. You literally could just point it at the, the, the object you want to buy, it would recognize it. It could do a super fast transaction and you can walk out the door. That's what I'm seeing is, as our devices are going to become still more primary when we go shopping and, you know, stores don't necessarily have to, to stack up with a bunch of machine vision and camera technology. Whereas if they use their super fast network, the AI, the machine learning and the devices that we have that continue to get faster and faster, that's going to become an easy way for us to check out. How's that? Simplified it. Damn. Do you like that? that I blew good. it up. Blew it up. And that's the story. <laughs> <laughs> that's the story. That's right. But you got really, you got really close in on the checkout. I did. So you took it to. Retail. I took it to retail because I had to kind of round it out, and you were kind of, you were kind of pulling it, pulling that thread all the way to the end. So that's the show. <laughs> So I guess with that rousing sort of recap, I'm sure everybody will be oh, Crap. There goes my dog. Did you hear my dog just bark? That was good. That was good. Well, he's been yeah, he's saying they, enough they already. cut it out. He's saying enough already. Get this. All right. Over. All right, Finn. We're ending the show now. <laughs> All right, dude. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.